Welcome back to Benson and those guys here on ESPN Rochester. Welcome back to Benson and those guys brought to you by Town and Country Pet Solutions. And we're joined now on the Town and Country phone lines by New York Jets wide receiver David Nelson. David, thanks for joining us as we sit here on the yet a brink of another NFL season. Has the talk surrounded the Jets quarterback situation made it any more difficult for you to prepare for this upcoming season? You know, it, it, honestly, it did not. Um, throughout the whole process, we knew that this was this was Dino's team, and this was, um, you know, this was obviously his position based on the way he ended the year last year, and and kind of the way he just commanded the the team and commanded the offense in the off season. And so, uh, you know, we we knew that it was him, and 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 all along he was the guy that we were preparing to go along with, and and you know he did a great job of leading us this off season, and we're really excited to to, uh, to put a product in the field on Sunday. No, you play in a division that over these last few years has sort of been dominated by the Patriots. What is what is your team, the New York Jets, got to do to uh, take over the top of the division? Yeah, you know, it's this is my fifth year in the National Football League, and this is my fifth year in the AFC East. I spent three years in Buffalo, and now this is my second year with New York, and and so it's been uh, you know all teams be all all these years. It's always been. The, the feeling that you're kind of chasing those guys. And it's always um, the Patriots are the, the the gold standard of the AFC East, if you will. And so, you know, that's obviously something that I, I've, been, I've been I've been very familiar with, and that's definitely something we're trying to change. You know, we definitely feel like um, we have the guys in our in our locker room that, that that we have what it takes to to get to where we want to get. And you know, credit to those guys and credit to those guys at Foxborough, what they've done and over the over the past few years and consistently uh, winning this division. But you know, we think it's time for a change, and, and we're excited to, to see if we can make that happen this year. You know, a few weeks ago on our program, we made mention of the Sports Spectrum magazine article that you were featured in, and uh, you and your your ministry in Haiti. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how God used that missions trip in 2012 to stir your heart towards missions? Yeah, you know, and it, it's so it was such a powerful experience for me that it, I don't I don't even know if it was just for missions. I, I would say it was even more just to go deeper with Him and just to be more intimate and more relation more relational with Him. It was to a situation where I, I viewed God as somebody who I could come to when I needed Him. Um, somebody who I used as a superstition. Uh, I viewed Christianity as a, as a hobby, if you will. And, you know, just just experiencing the depth of that experience and the power and the majestic beauty of the um, the moment with that with that kid and, and the experience that I had, and it's so powerful and profound, it just took me to a whole different dimension of really knowing what it's like to be a, a son of, of God and being uh, a follower of his of his lead, and so you know, it, it, because of that, I, I I tapped into my purpose with mission because I went deeper with him, and because I wanted to go deeper uh, for his purpose in my life and to completely fulfill this joy and this purpose that I had in my life. Because I went deep with him, I was able to see clearly for the first time, and I was finally able to to tap into my purpose, which is orphan children and and, and third world countries. It was a great article, um, really inspiring with the work that you're doing and how it featured there. Uh, we're joined on the phone, by the way, by New York Jets wide receiver David Nelson. The ministry that uh, I understand it's you and your brothers, you started, is called I'm Me. Where did that, where did that name originate from? You know, it, it's, um, 
over the, the over our trips and over our experiences, you know, going to over over the sea. We've been to India, been to Sierra Leone, been to Ghana, um, been to Haiti, few, many, many, many times. My brother lives there actually, and and the three of us, um, you know, grew up with a great family and great mom and dad. Um, you know, we grew up knowing what it's like to have a loving and supportive and encouraging environment. So we, we grew up with that. And people always ask me, you know, why orphans? Were you an orphan yourself? And I say, no, actually, quite the opposite. I grew I know what it's like to have that loving and encouraging environment. And I want every, I believe every child should be a part of that. And so I'm me is, is essentially what it is. It's kind of a, a, a play on words, but it's, we want every child to know that they are they are a son of the king or a daughter of the king, and that they are that their identity is not found in their circumstances. Their identity is not found in um, the fact they don't have a mother or a father or a place to sleep at night or um, a, a, a meal to eat. We want them to know that their identity rests and that they are an heir of the king. And we that, that's our goal. That's our mission is to give them that identity and allow them to find their identity and know that they were specifically and beautifully and fearfully made in God's image. And if they can find that and they can rest in that, then that, then everything else will fall into place. Now, your work is specifically in Haiti or are you involved in other countries? I know you mentioned you've been to other places. Yeah, our, our vision eventually is global. And if, and for the sake of going deep versus going wide, we our efforts right now are focused in Haiti. Um, Haiti is the poorest country in the world. It's where I experienced um, that powerful moment. My brothers came with me. It's where we kind of, all three of us, found congruency and union. Um, so we definitely felt a, a strong command that, that, that Haiti, from, from God, that Haiti was our, our kind of starting point. Uh, we definitely feel that it's not going to be there full time eventually, hopefully, uh, you know, our prayer is that as we grow and as we continue to, you know, serve these kids and love on these kids, that uh, we'll be able to expand our, our ministry and, and then take it to, to other places in the, in the world. David, can you—the uh, article went on a little bit, talked about your um, knowing Jesus Christ as your Savior. Can you share a little bit about that salvation experience when it came to light for you? Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I had the typical, uh, I guess I call it external experience, which you which experience whenever I was in eighth grade, I went to a youth camp and, um, you know, heard David Nasser was speaking and he gave the altar call and, um, you know, a bunch of my friends got up and went down and accepted Jesus in their heart. And I meant it, but I don't know if I really was ready for what came with it. Um, you know, I knew that I was accepting Jesus in my heart and, you know, I, I thought it was cool because I was able to do it with my friends and, um, you know, I did, did the whole typical experience, and then two weeks later, um, you know, I went right back to my daily life. There was nothing in me that was sustaining me. It was just, like I said, it was a hobby. It was something that I was doing whenever it was convenient for me. Um, and then about three and a half years ago, when I went to Haiti, experiencing that, I realized that it was much more than that. And I, I, so I really think that that was my true salvation point. That was, that was the moment when I said the prayer, your will be done and meant it. It wasn't just a situation where I said, God, your will be done, and then filled in the blank and, ha- and put a limit or a cap on it. It was a situation where I truly meant it, and I, I said, God, I want to be all in for you, and I want to I know the depths that you have for me, and, and, and all of, the, um, all of the, the realms that you have for me. And so I, I think three and a half years ago, just experiencing that and, and seeing the love and the beauty in the eyes of an orphan child and, and just completely humbling and, and wrecking my heart really um, paved the way for me to, to experience God on a whole different level. Well, you were at uh, University of Florida playing with Tim Tebow. The article goes on uh, 
talks about the impact that Tim had. Can you share a little bit about uh, his impact and uh, what that meant to you? You know, that, I, I've been extremely blessed, and I think it's something that is not my accident, that God has placed some, some incredible um, figures in my life just growing up. And, and, you know, Tim is obviously one of those. And, um, you know, not only was he a, a teammate of mine, but he was also a friend. He was also a roommate. I mean, I was able to live with him and see him, um, you know, speak to the media and speak to fans and, and the team, but also live it out each and every single day, every hour of every day. And so it was something that was deeper for me, and it was, uh, it was different to be completely honest with you, because, you know, I, I grew up in the church, but I'd also seen the same people who were saying the things in church were also the same people who were living different lives outside of the church walls. And so it was different for me, and it was an awakening for me to see somebody who not only said what he was saying, but was living what he was saying. And just him believing in me and, and seeing something in me at an early age uh, really encouraged and inspired me. I mean, to be completely honest with you, I have a tremendous respect for him, and I you know, even though he's one of my best friends, I, I look up to him and, and I appreciate everything that he does. And just the fact that he saw something in me at that time, whenever I was going through so much and trying to find myself and getting lost in so, so much of these worldly um, desires, and he still saw something in me and, and continued to pray for me and encourage me. Uh, he definitely was a was a, a guiding light for me to get to the situation where I am now and still growing. You know, it's interesting to hear you say that the life lived for Christ can certainly impact the life. You see it both positively, negatively. Um, we see when the way people live. Let me ask you, how can how can people get involved with I'm Me? Is, how can we, uh, our listeners, get involved? Is there something they can do to help? Well, yeah, well, right now there's two, there's two main things. And, you know, specifically uh, football season has started. We've, we've kind of launched an uh, uh, idea of ours, we call it Sudden Change Challenge. And it's kind of a, we call it philanthropy or uh, fantasy football for philanthropists. And it's just a way for people to, to log on and they pledge 2 $3 to their favorite team. Actually, I believe the Buffalo Bills won last year's challenge. Uh, I think we raised over $15,000 throughout the season. And, you know, hopefully we're looking to double that this year. Um, you know, it's easy to log on to at SuddenChangeChallenge.com. But the biggest thing for us is we rescued nine children from an abandoned home uh, about two months ago. And, you know, these kids, when we got them, were living in a situation where uh, you, when, we, when we found them, they were living in an in a abandoned building, completely dark. They hadn't eaten in a few days. They hadn't seen a, a human being in over three days. Um, it just smelled like pee, and, and just it was an awful situation. We brought those kids in, and... And just it's been incredible to see the restoration in their life and, and how they've become normal children. I think the youngest kid that we have is six months old, and the oldest, oldest boy that we have is eight, eight years old. And, and so we're setting up sponsorship for them and trying to be able to support them and get them into school. And, um, and like I said, it's just been a, a miracle to see the shift in their lives in two months just by giving them love food and and support. And so we're looking to take it to the next level, and hopefully uh, we can build our dream home and bring in a hundred orphan kids uh, if we can we can respond. But right now we're in the process of, of trying to find sponsors for those children. SuddenChangeChallenge.com. He's David Nelson, one-time Buffalo Bill, now part of the New York Jets. David, I want to thank you so much for coming on with us. We wish you all the best in the season ahead. I appreciate it, guys. I really do. Thank you very much for what you do. Have a great season, David. We'll catch you later. Thank you.